Abide in my love, says Jesus. Abide in my love. Maybe it's because today is Mother's Day, but when I hear Jesus say in our gospel lesson, abide in my love, and in light of last week's gospel lesson that talked about the vine and the branches, the image that comes to mind for me is of all things an umbilical cord. Uh, You know, having kids, you learn all kinds of things about the human anatomy that you didn't know before. Uh, And we certainly did. Uh, When Jenny had her first ultrasound with our son, Finn, uh, we discovered that Finn had an abnormal umbilical cord. Um, See, we learned that umbilical cords have one umbilical vein, which delivers nutrients and oxygen-rich blood to the baby. It's the baby's lifeline. And the baby is totally dependent on it for its food and its air and everything it needs to grow. Um, But the cord also has two umbilical arteries. And these arteries take all the deoxygenated blood and waste from the baby back to the mother for processing. And in her first ultrasound with Finn, Jenny's doctor determined that Jenny only had one of those umbilical arteries. And in a small number of cases, uh, that can be a sign of congenital disorders or genetic abnormalities. And so we were sent to a specialist with a higher resolution, or as I like to call it, a high-def ultrasound machine. And with that machine, the doctor could get a better look at the baby's development, and they could focus right in on the umbilical cord and see that one vein and the one artery. And then, well, this is what I found amazing during that session. Um, The doctor changed the view on the ultrasound to show us in color the movement of the blood coursing back and forth between Jenny and Finn, taking the nutrients and oxygen to the baby and carrying the deoxygenated blood and waste back to the placenta. You could see on this ultrasound inside the very cord itself, inside that connection between Jenny and Finn. You could see the flow of life going back and forth between them. Unfortunately, after the second session of this high-def ultrasound, they, uh, they ruled out any problems for Finn. This morning, Jesus says, abide with me. And last week, he said, I am the true vine and you are the branches. And he means that we are connected with him. And this kind of intimate and dynamic, ever-flowing, life-giving relationship, like the one between Jenny and Finn that we could see on that ultrasound, And like the ultrasound, Jesus gives us a close-up look in our gospel today of how he and God and we and God are connected. You know, at our baptism, we are grafted on to Jesus, the vine, and we are grafted into his life and death and resurrection. And so at that point, Jesus' life begins to flow into ours for the rest of our lives. Jesus is always sending us his nutrients of grace and mercy, faith and hope and love. And they are continually coursing into our hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit. As Christians, they are our lifeblood. And Jesus sends us this good stuff and we grow and we bear fruit. But this image of an umbilical cord also reminds us that this relationship is not a one-way street. At the same time that Jesus is sending us what we need to live, he's also taking back our waste, the things that prevent us from thriving, our sin, our failures, our brokenness, our fears. I was going to say this morning that 
just like the mother and baby, we and Jesus have a kind of symbiotic relationship. But if you look up the meaning of symbiotic, it means a mutually beneficial relationship. And, but that's not exactly right for this, is it? I mean, the mother gives literally of herself to give the baby life, not to mention all the morning sickness and baby weight. Um, The vine gives and gives to support the branches. And on the cross, Jesus gives us his life and takes on our death. These relationships are not mutually beneficial. Rather, they are self-sacrificing and self-giving. Mother to child, vine to branches, Jesus to us, abiding in love. One of my favorite writers in uh, Christian history is a woman named Julian of Norwich, who was a 14th century English mystic. Uh, And Julian was captivated by God's abiding love for us. And she thought that Jesus was the absolute perfection of motherly love, and that motherly love was a reflection of Jesus' heart. Um, And it is the heart of her understanding of God, so much so that she often referred to Jesus as our mother. And I just want to share a few things that she wrote about that. She says, In our mother Christ... We grow and develop. In his mercy, he reforms and restores us. Through his passion, death, and resurrection, he has united us to our being. So does our mother work in mercy for all his children. She says, we owe our being to Jesus, and this is the essence of motherhood and all the delightful, loving protection which ever follows. He showed us this throughout, and particularly when he said that sweet word, it is I. In other words, it is I who am the strength and goodness of fatherhood, I who am the wisdom of motherhood, I who am light and grace and blessed love, I who am trinity, I who am unity, I who am sovereign goodness of every single thing, I who enable you to love, I who enable you to long. It is I the eternal satisfaction of every genuine desire. Finally, she says, the human mother will suckle her child with her own milk, And our beloved mother Jesus feeds us with himself by the means of the blessed sacrament, Holy Communion, the precious food of all true life. And he keeps us going through his mercy and grace by all the sacraments. Now, it might be a little different or strange to hear us talk about Jesus as mother, but Julian isn't making an argument here about God's gender, whether God is male or female or both. What she's doing is making a point about the way that Jesus and God love us. According to Julian, it is the way a mother loves her children. It is about Jesus' unconditional, self-giving love for us in that he created us and sustains us and renews us through his self-emptying on the cross. Julian reminds us that on this day when we give thanks for our mothers, we should also honor how they show us Christ's own heart. I don't think we ever truly understand the sacrifices our mothers have made and continue to make for us. But now that we have children, I begin to understand that a little better. I've seen Jenny make thousands of sacrifices that our kids won't even remember. Abide in me, Jesus says this morning, like the vine to the branches, like a mother to the child. Abide in me and I will give you life. If you go, I will be there. But choose the better part. And abide in me, he says. And as we abide in Jesus, we love one another as Jesus loved us, passionately and faithfully and fiercely and unconditionally, expecting a little in return. You know, we all have times in our lives when God seems far away. 
uh, when we can't hear God's voice or sense God's presence, times when we feel disconnected and wonder if we are abiding in God and if God is abiding with us. And if that sounds like you this morning, I might ask you, you know, have you loved or been loved this week? Have you prayed for someone? Have you given of yourself to bring comfort or healing or encouragement to someone else? Have you caught yourself acting like your mother? If so, you have been abiding in Jesus. And that never goes away. Um, just the last two weekends at our home, we were hosting our mothers, uh, my mom a couple weeks ago, and then Jenny's mom just last weekend. And I can tell you that even as an adult, you know, mom time is good for the soul. Um, and we just had that sense of abiding. You know, there was nothing to do, nothing to prove, nothing to earn, nothing to create or accomplish, but just being together in one another's presence was sufficient, was enough. It was, it was beautiful. And that is what God invites us to in our relationship with God. And the loving relationships in our lives, they're like blueprints for our relationship with God. The unconditional love of others, however imperfect, teaches us something about the unconditional love of God. And while even the best relationships with our mothers and parents are flawed, they do point us to something higher, something more, something eternal. The unfailing love of God in Christ. We love, the scripture says, because God first loved us. We abide in God because God saw fit first to abide in us. God is not so easily shaken or dismissed or lost from our lives. God abides in us even when we can't or we won't or we don't know how to abide in God. No matter how far we go, God is still with us. That's just who God is and what God does. God pursues us relentlessly out of love. God chases after us when we run away. You know, I found it interesting as I was reading up on umbilical cords this week uh, of all the things to be researching for your sermon, um, that the word umbilical... Uh, has more than one use. Umbilical can refer to anything that provides a link to something essential for life. Um, and the specific examples that were given were a supply line in war or the hose that provides air to the deep sea divers that keeps them connected to the surface or the line that keeps astronauts tethered to a spaceship when they're out on a spacewalk. And so for us, whether we are fighting our own battles or whether we feel like we are in over our heads and overwhelmed or whether we feel adrift, God still abides. God keeps that connection strong to us. That's God's unshakable baptismal promise. And so God's blessing be upon you mothers and grandmothers and aunts and mother figures in our lives Thank you for sharing with your families and with us, each in your own unique way, the love of God. Thank you for the millions of unseen sacrifices that you have made on behalf of others. Seen or unseen, known or unknown, they mean so much. Thank you for loving us far beyond what was advisable or practical or necessary. Thank you for listening and for waiting and for picking us up when we fell, for telling us the truth when we needed to hear it. Thank you for your companionship. Thank you for your faith. 
Thank you for embodying God's unconditional self-giving a love in a way that we can see and feel and touch and hear and know. And in that way, even now, it draws us closer to the one who is love, to Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.